You've heard our next guest join Steve in the past. Rebecca Fife is the director of research at Landmark Pest Management. Uh, do you have spiders in your house, Rebecca, or have you taken care of them? Well, I do have a few, but I really uh, undertake a lot of effort to get rid of them. So I work for a pest control company. So you'd think I might bring a pesticide home to take care of them. And that's actually not what I do. About once a quarter, I go through my HVAC room downstairs, my storage room, and I just use a broom to clear away any webs. I squish any spiders that are down there. I have some glue boards down there. And by doing that, I don't have spiders, you know, that breed. Um, and have egg sacs and create more spiders in my house in those areas. And it really provides a sufficient level of control for me. So I have a pesticide-free way of managing spiders to a level I'm comfortable with in my own home. What are glue? Did you say glue boards? Yeah. So there's like sticky glue boards, insect monitors that you can put down and spiders crawl through them and it tends to catch quite a lot of them. Ah, okay. Uh, So... I rely sometimes on these things called hedge apples that I find at the farm. I think some people call them Osage or Osage apples. They're like those big, green, bumpy balls. Uh, Is there any truth to the wives' tale that those help repel spiders? You know, we do a lot of field trials on everything that people say is effective, like peppermint oil. We've tested that, and that has not demonstrated any effectiveness in our studies. But we haven't tested those Osage orange or hedge apples. But I have heard from a few people uh, that, you know, there's sort of an old wives' tale about them. So we, we should test them. Maybe I need to find out where you get yours. They certainly look pretty in a bowl on your table, yeah, but I don't yeah. know if they really keep spiders away like people said they do. They probably don't. Rebecca, you know, why, why does it seem like there are more spiders this time of year? I mean, there aren't, are there? Well, they're a little bit more noticeable this time of year because um, they might be moving around a little bit more. The males might be very interested in reproducing this time of year. They're also really attracted to light. And as the days get shorter, we have the lights on more. And not that they're attracted to light because they have any particular relationship with light, but they eat insects that do. So all of the little small flies and things that are attracted to light, they like to position themselves near the light so that they can get those. So people do tend to notice um, more spiders this time of year. Rebecca Fife is the Director of Research at Landmark Pest Management. Spiders are everywhere. I was intrigued by the story about the balloon spiders. I guess they're identified as the great cross spider. And they actually fill, what do they fill, their lungs with air in order Mm -hmm. to create these huge webs that we're seeing on buildings all over Chicago? Yeah, they're amazing. They use their spinnerets, which are their silk glands um, on their abdomen, and they create a long strand of silk, and they sort of stand out in an area, you know, that's windy, and they let the wind catch it. And the great cross spider is one of the species that do it, but I think there are about 30 others that do, including every crab spider. And that's how they travel to new areas. And sometimes uh, there have been some areas in the world where millions of spiders do that at once and kind of land at once. I, I remember there was a big story in Australia that, that millions of spiders, you know, took to the air on silk threads in the, in the air, even though they were harmless spiders, was kind of sick with them. And it was sort of a, a media thing. And then spiders that are ballooning are found, you know, as far as two miles out at 
sea. They can travel really far on air currents. So it's pretty amazing. And I think one of the interesting things about ballooning, uh, about the spiders that can do it, um, is there are spiders that we're really glad that can't do it as well. <laughs> um, and one of those spiders, you know, kind of the scariest spider that I can think of is the brown recluse spider, which is a medically significant spider. Its bites can cause necrotic lesions. I'm sure you've, you know, heard horror stories about that. And it's not found in the northern half of Illinois. And we're lucky for that. I really like living in Chicagoland where I don't have any medically significant snakes or spiders uh, really to worry about. Um, And one of the reasons why its geographic territory doesn't spread easily is it's not a spider that balloons. So the way that brown recluse spiders move from place to place is generally in people's moving boxes from an infested residence or in infested furniture when they move. Um, And, you know, I'm glad that one doesn't balloon. I wouldn't like it, you know, flying two miles on an air current and and changing its geographic territory. Rebecca, my, my uncle got bit right in the forehead by one of those things. And when I tell you the amount of tissue that had to be removed under... Oh, it was it was horrifying. I'm so glad they're not in our area by nature. Sometime, like you said, they move here. Hey, we've got a quick question from Ruth before we let you go. Ruth, what's your question for Rebecca? Um, I was wondering, are, are spiders more prone to uh, being in damp areas like a basement than, than in your actual, you know, living quarters in your house? That's a good question. They like undisturbed areas. So that's why they're more concentrated in the basement, because routine movement through a room or regular, you know, custodial efforts cleaning would really disturb their nest. So they like that it's undisturbed. And they also probably like that it's dark, too. So um, I think that dark and undisturbed areas are their preference. And in your home, that's probably your basement. But a home that's unoccupied, that could really be anywhere in the home. And when we bring in all of our planted plants, you know, I bring in my tropicals and my palms and all that this time of year. Am I bringing in spider eggs into the house? It's possible. And some people put their indoor plants outside and then they get infested with spider mites. And when people contact me about what to do about situations like that, I always tell them to reach out to the Chicago Botanic Garden or their local garden center um, for you know advice on what to put on their ornamental plants. Okay, and people can reach out to you if they've got more questions. What's your website? You can find us at LandmarkPest.com. That's LandmarkPest.com. Rebecca, thanks so much for jumping on Chicago's Afternoon News. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Howard Tolman, one of the more interesting people in Chicago, joins us next. He's got an article on Inc.com. We'll talk about that, about you know not only entrepreneurs and business owners hiring people, but I think there's a... Great takeaway from this article for people who work in any business. But first, a check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld.